Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Desuckify Work podcast. Today, we're talking with Ryan Berman, a longtime advertising creative exec who's on a mission to help leaders, brands, and individuals discover more courage for themselves, their teams, and the world. He has more than 20 years in the courageous idea space and has been featured in Entrepreneur, Fast Company, Inc., and Forbes. Ryan speaks about courage all over the country to executives, marketers, and more, including Google, Snapchat, and Charity War. His book, Return on Courage, A Business Playbook for Change, is the foundation for the work he does, and we touch on a number of those topics during our conversation. We talk about fear and how to recognize it, understand what it's trying to tell you, and move through it with courage. We explore the misconceptions people have around courage and why being courageous is actually the least risky thing you can do at work, whether you're a CEO or an entry-level employee. And we talk about a word that may not actually exist, but I absolutely love it. Figure it out ability. Full credit to Ryan for that one. Let's add a virtual TM in all mentions throughout the show. Hope you enjoy episode two of the Desuckify Work podcast. All right. Well, welcome, Ryan Berman, to the Desuckify Work podcast. Great to have you here. Oh, man. All right. Can I, can I sound like an old man to start? Yeah, please. I mean, I think I do sound like an old man, so why not just <laughs> lean into it? Carry on, right? Yeah. Uh, I am very pumped for your podcast. <laughs> I'm pumped for what you're doing. This is, I sound like a dad. I love uh, it. This is so daddy. I love it. But, uh, you know, you and I, we, we go back and like, and we come from the same universe. So to mm-hmm. see you kind of internalize and process and know you had to leap. Mm-hmm. Yes, as the courage guy, it's it's cool to see that you're you're now doing it and you're in it. How's it feel? I know you're the host, but how does it feel? No, honestly, it it, it feels great. And thank you for kind of giving those words of support because um, one of the things that is not always a constant when you take that leap to do your own is you no longer have people around you in the same yeah. way. So it's like uh, it's always nice to get a little uh, at a boy once in a while and honestly i'm having a lot of fun and it's like you it's like you talk about with courage there's certainly a certain amount of courage to step into this but once you step into doing your own thing as much as there can be some fear and anxiousness it's mostly just like this is awesome i really just i'm happy to be doing something and be able to shape something well i feel like where we're aligned Mm-hmm. Not just in the that we both are 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 leapers, mm-hmm. right? But you know, we both are. We believe in creativity, and mm-hmm. we which we we stumbled into worlds where you use that creativity to help companies tell narratives. Mm-hmm. Most would call that market marketing, but I think marketing is very different today than what it was mm-hmm. way back when. So, yeah. So you know that that's sort of like the irony is that when you throw the all the stuff in your own personal cocktail right like and you think about well what what advice would we give a brand well we tell them to pick a lane mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. stop trying to be all things to all people mm-hmm. and then and then we go home right and <laughs> and like the next thing you know we're afraid of pissing somebody off so we try to be all things to all people we yeah. gotta keep the widest net possible because you just, you just don't know who's gonna pay you next and, uh-huh. and i think as you're gonna continue to learn and for me i'm Gosh, what years? And I, I think I'm now 
six years in mm. since I really left agency world and there's still an agency component, but like yep. truly in the courage space where it's like, Hey, courageous leadership is critical. Courageous ideas are like necessary, courageous reinvention, all my stuff. Every day I'm doing that. And, and this is not a new idea for me, but like, I love that I'm telling the world who I'm not for mm. as much as who I am for. Yeah. And every day is just designing that life of like, yeah. And so what a surprise that you and I still have a relationship because <laughs> you're, you're living it. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate that. And I, I get that. I think, um, you know, as you said that I was like thinking of how often I've not been my greatest client through this process. Cause it's like, it's almost like there's an aha moment when you do step into doing your own thing where you realize like, Oh, I can, I can, I can treat myself like my favorite client basically and, and, and shape this and, 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 but I got to listen to myself once in a while and, and trust some of those things that, um, you may not inherently trust because it's about you now and you suddenly get a little afraid. So, um, I would love to take a, a quick step back and, and introduce people to you a little bit, Ryan, right? Because <laughs> did I, I jump the shark? I love the, I, uh, the shark. I, I love the backdrop. I think it's, uh, it's like great because it's already putting people in your world of, of courage and this idea of courageous and, and that's your brand. Um, but what is, what does that really mean? And, and how did you arrive at that brand? So I wasn't trying to arrive at this brand. I was <laughs> trying to be a team player at a, a creative agency in San Diego. And mm -hmm. we, you know, I think if we're not lying to ourselves, when you, if you played super password, remember that game? I do. I said, I said creativity uh -huh. or I said agency, uh -huh. you know, eventually you get to cities right. and the cities that come to mind are like LA, Chicago, mm -hmm. uh, Portland, Portland's done it now. Mm -hmm. You get the deal, New yep. York, obviously. And, and so we, we had reached a point where I felt like we were in tennis, no man's land. Mm -hmm. we were we, we were we were big for san diego yep. congrats to us mm -hmm. you know but like we were small compared to others and so we were just trying to figure out a way like how do we how do we stand out and, and taking us honestly taking us a really long time to attract i mean talk about courage like if you choose to move from saatchi and saatchi new york mm -hmm. and, and you see one cool thing that we did you're like oh huh Okay, I, I want to make sure they could do that again. So like, mm -hmm. you do it again, and then you do it again. So like, it took years, mm -hmm. and we had finally established a pretty good front line of like really talented leaders, mm -hmm. and we had landed on the idea of courageous ideas are the only ones that matter. I actually think Nathan Smith, who's now running Delta at the time, he had come in to run our client services team. I think he was the one that actually. Mm. came up with the actual term mm -hmm. and it was like that's it like that's who we are mm -hmm. and i the plan was i was gonna go around the country and i'm like you know what i'm gonna write a book about this and at the time i i think i thought the book was just about courageous ideas mm -hmm. and it was a, a very selfish devious attempt to position a sure. company in fish taco land right <laughs> yeah. and um and off i went and it was a three-year listening lap mm -hmm. where I got to sit now with what I call the brave, the bullish, and the brainiac. Mm -hmm. And 
the the joke was almost instantly on me like everyone i met was a there was a message that i needed to hear mm-hmm. and what was very cool tj is that like the people that i had reached out to i didn't know very well but there was something about courage that struck a chord that when they searched who we were and who i was they're like yeah come up have lunch with me and all of a sudden like oh shit like uh <laughs> the astronaut it. actually actually asked me to lunch right <laughs> like don't ask the astronaut a stupid question or uh-huh. eric ryan eric ryan founder of method soap uh he's now like a, he's a serial entrepreneur mm-hmm. ollie and welly mm-hmm. he's like come have lunch with me in san francisco so I think they were, they were intrigued by the concept. And of course, I think they felt that they were in their, in their own way, courageous. Mm-hmm. So as I started to meet with these leaders, I, I, there was stuff that I needed to learn, you know, and the, the, the big joke just to get to, to the punchline is I wrote the book first cause I needed the book. Mm-hmm. And, and then as an observationalist, now, I don't really talk about this in Return on Courage, which is ironically, I didn't have it here because we have a <laughs> podcast, but it is here. So of well, course, here yeah. we go. there we go. Great. Uh, so the way the book ends up breaking down, it's more like a documentary where the front half is the what's going on in the world. It's mm-hmm. like the why now? Like why now of all things mm-hmm. do you need to unlock courage? And then the back half is the how. How do you actually do it? Like how do you actually guide a leader or a company through step-by-step the the tools that they need to not be careless or impulsive, but actually courageous. And those Mm -hmm. are big differences. Mm -hmm. So to to kind of put a pin in the story, I end up going on this journey and the little voice inside me was like, this is way bigger than I courageous ideas. Mm -hmm. This is about courageous leaders. It's about courageous reinvention. Mm-hmm. And and it is still about courageous ideas. And in my heart, I knew well, I'm more passionate about becoming an ally or a courage sherpa to the willing. Now we call it the fear fighting business. We love mm-hmm. like helping companies figure out their what is the largest fear that they need to address. And of course, most of us suppress that fear. I'm mm-hmm. curious what what big fear you suppressed that oh, kind yeah. of got in your way. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So that was in twenty. 20- Gosh, 2017, I went to my partners and said, the good news is the book is done and the bad news is I'm firing myself. It's, mm. it's time for me to go. And um, I mean, I stayed as long as I could without, I didn't want to like rock the boat, mm-hmm. um, but it was time for me to tiptoe out of there and had a two-year non-compete, held Return on Courage up, launched the book, and mm-hmm. it's been a, a, a wild ride ever since. Wow. I think, you know, that word courage is an interesting one because I think you alluded to it there, right? Some people hear courage and they think, you know, jumping out of a plane and they think like, or public speaking, even like whatever their biggest fear is just kind of jumping into it. And you talked about how it's not about being reckless or, but there's a, there's a plan to it. How do you, how do you plan to be courageous? How do you do that? Yeah. And uh, the early days of the book writing process, I had my own fears. Like, is this, is this a monetizable idea? Like mm-hmm. do people, do people need, need this? Or to your point, like so many people have the wrong idea of what courage is. And mm-hmm. like you said, is it jumping out of a 
you know, plane without a parachute or impulsive move or, Mm -hmm. oh, that's courageous. You know, Mm -hmm. how many times have you said that when you've seen something stupid? Well, that was courageous. (laughs) Exactly. And, and, um, the more, the more that we studied it and talked to leaders that had done it, like one of my favorite was the guys that started and one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're totally right that it's hard, especially as a public company. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're in it, it's like the short sighted. I mean, you've got a an end a, a quarterly review with your board, right? You're yes. just like, let me just get to the next mm-hmm. review, and email is stacking up in the weeds of email or taking over. But mm-hmm. if I actually put the business on pause, why did I get into this in the first place? That peripheral slow cooked bigger idea was the courageous one and mm-hmm. in some ways it's almost helping them get back to that higher purpose like yeah. where and now today if you pull the ryan berman string i'll say are you stuck mm-hmm. are you scared are you stale are you safe you're playing it safe and mm-hmm. any of those four places is where you probably need to have a hard conversation with the team with mm-hmm. it takes courage yeah and um, and then even in the book, I kind of pose a different definition that you can actually unlock and utilize versus the dictionary definition, which is the ability to do something that frightens one. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you were frightened when you started your new. Of course. But like, you know, you, you didn't think about it. You found a way to get over that paralysis and get through it and actually mm-hmm. take action. And mm-hmm. taking action is a big part of courage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think you use the... What is it? Uh, knowledge plus faith plus action equals courage, which I, I like that formula, if you want to call it that, because I think, you know, the knowledge part, it's like, okay, I'm always trying to learn stuff. Um, the faith piece is the interesting piece because it, it seems like that's the bridge to action and that's where we stall so often, right? It's like we understand, but then we don't do. So where does the faith come from? Where do you, how do you access that? Well, how long did you have a conversation with yourself? <laughs> right. I mean, how, how long did you while. try to convince yourself out of something or yeah. into something? Mm-hmm. So usually the little voice is a sort of, is the data point. The little voice is the faith voice. It is, mm-hmm. you know, and if you, if, if you're a religious person, that's cool. Then then maybe you can call it the belief voice, the, mm-hmm. the inner belief the intuition voice mm-hmm. and you, you nailed it the way we serve it up it's formulaic there's a knowledge piece you know you, and i know the data people will not love this but you, you're probably not going to have a hundred percent of the answer you need mm-hmm. to leap if you if you wait for a hundred percent you're probably going to get passed mm-hmm. by somebody which is why we need faith mm-hmm. and again when we talk about faith we mean inner belief we mean intuition we mean What's happening in my gut? What do I feel? Yep. And then how, how often have you known the right move and you felt it was the right move? And then three months later, you're still talking about it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the action piece is the, is the leap. And, and um, TJ, the, the irony is two of three in any direction is, is not courage. So knowledge and faith mm-hmm. without action is, a para- is paralysis. Mm-hmm. And faith and action without knowledge is a reckless move. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we've learned is knowledge and action without faith. We've all been there before in a job where we just we just got very numb. 
Mm-hmm. So knowledge and action without faith is status quo. Mm-hmm. You're working on safe. Mm-hmm. And not every move you have to make needs to be a courageous one. But if, right. if if you're trying to make that leap, it's usually those three components. And then the next question is, well, which knowledge should you follow? How do you actually build faith with yourself, with your team? Mm-hmm. How do you make people believe with consumers? And then where should you take action or where shouldn't you take action, frankly, as well? <laughs> Sometimes not taking an action is an action. Yeah. That's almost more of the battle for a lot of folks, right? Particularly in the creative space, right? Because we 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 fall in love with every idea, and then it's like, you know, how do you how do you get some discernment to to take the right actions and let go of those other ones? I mean, I think that's a challenge both in the workspace and you know, kind of you know, circling back a little bit to the you know some of the things I, I'm trying to talk about in this world of trying to desuckify work. It's like courage feels like it just connects with this so perfectly, right? Um, The idea that it takes a certain amount of courage, no matter where you sit in the work hierarchy to, to get what you want, whether you're, you're a ground floor employee, you know, a junior copywriter at an agency or something like that, or you're the CEO of whatever, if you want to improve the circumstances that you work in, um, and that can mean a lot of things, but, it's really hard to do without a certain amount of courage. Um, and, you know, I kind of looked at, at, at your trajectory of your career and there were some, there were a few courageous moments around there, right? I mean, you were only in your twenties when you, when you came out to San Diego to, to help start your first agency, right? What, what gave you the courage to do that? Well, that wasn't the plan. Right? <laughs> I mean, the move, the move was, but you're yeah. right. Like, I think it took me until I was, in the book writing process to do what you're doing now. And when I like actually looked back and was like, oh shit, like, wow, like take it a step further, you know, moving to New York City at 22, mm-hmm. right? I, I was a paid intern. I was on Survivor, paid, I, was, I called it Survivor Island. It was an internship <laughs> island yeah. where I think 22 of us went in and there were a lot of juniors. I was one of the only seniors, but I was like, I will live at this office. Mm-hmm. I will do what I have to do mm-hmm. to land this job. Uh, mm-hmm. I knew exactly what time pizza was coming in in some biz dev room. I didn't have money anyway. So I was like, well, free pizza for dinner. I will stay. <laughs> yeah. And so I think it was courageous for me to go, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try New York and then I'm going to figure out how to get a job. And I was laser focused on that. And then mm-hmm. I didn't get my first choice. I didn't, I wasn't a creative out of the gate. I was a biz dev writer. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it took, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be a creative. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I went to night school. It took me four years to get into the creative department. So like looking back at every little moment. And when I, when I finally moved West, the original plan was, all right, I want to go to long form story structure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write movies from the beach, take a portfolio work up to LA. Mm-hmm. And it just happened that the person I lived with, who was my best buddy, his wife at the time was a strategist at DeMassimo, who was trying to turn a photography studio into an agency. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's like, will you help me with this? Come live rent free. I was like, uh, sure, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> so what happened was that company ended up turning into our first agency. And we were four people out of a house. We, for a few reasons, we ended up resigning from that place. and. Mm-hmm. It was like fear and stubbornness and I didn't want to go back to New York with the tail between my legs. And so again, it's, 
you know, there's a word I've used in some of my little weekly doses of courage is mm-hmm. a made up word called figure it out ability. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's it, figure though. it out ability. You got to figure mm-hmm. it out. So yes, but I don't think I had that. Oh shit. When I, when I stepped outside of my body and really looked back mm-hmm. until I was writing the book, I was like, wow, that was courageous to move to New York. Wow. That was mm-hmm. courageous. I, I, no one else believed in me. I, I was like, I want to be a creative. Mm-hmm. Wow to be a entrepreneur at 29. And it's so funny, TJ, that you went there. I just had this conversation with somebody else. I was like, wow, somehow I've now been in San Diego for 20 years and I've fig- figured out enough, <laughs> figure out a way to pay myself uh-huh. and raise a family. Yep. And I, I don't have to pretend to be anyone other than myself. I get to be me every day now. And that wasn't mm-hmm. always the case. So, Mm-hmm. You know, it's a knock on wood, but yeah, I think, I think you're spot on and it's, it, it is a courageous move. Mm. I, I love that word, figure it, figure it out ability, because I think it, it speaks to something that, that word aside that you, you notice from people who have found a way, you know, uh, they've, they've taken steps. And like you said, they may not have noticed at the time that they were quote unquote being courageous, but but they had this innate sense of like, if I step in a little, a little ahead of myself, you know, and, and, and accept whatever discomfort comes with that. And maybe even get excited about it, which is, I think where that term figure it out ability is almost like, I'm curious, what the heck happens if I just step over here that it's like, if you could, if you could bottle that and give that to people at various stages of their life, I think it would start to, solve some of the challenges we see in all the different workplaces out there right now, where you have people disengaged from work or you have leaders going, how do I get my people to, to give a crap about what we're doing? Um, yeah, ultimately I want some kind of performance metric, but I recognize like to get there, I need them to care and I need them to do this. And I don't quite know how to do that. Um, if anyone in any of the situations had a little bit of that figure it out ability, like yeah. try some things. Well, Move into it. I, I I think this is the whole podcast, right? Like, mm-hmm. first of all, I acknowledge too now that I'm I'm in a different space yep. that I could get away saying what I'm about to say. And I mm-hmm. think I think you have to care and not care at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, I think you have to deeply care about things and whatever those principles are that you find as truly conviction moments for you. Mm-hmm. You have to not care that you might upset somebody that has a different point of view, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you should be a jerk about it. You could do it with grace, right. but same thing. Like I, I, I'm not interested in working with super safe organizations that are, you know, I, I'd love to help a company that is fearful, unlock some of that fear and alleviate some of that fear. Mm-hmm. But like, I always say like, look, if you're not willing to go to the mountain, right. Mm-hmm. And encourage is like, you could be a bunny slope person starting your first first business or taking on that first big challenge, mm-hmm. you could be a black diamond fourth business out mm-hmm. of a helicopter, right? Mm-hmm. They, they all, they both require the mountain encourages a relative thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm down with that. If you don't want to go to the mountain, please don't call me. I'm not the right yep. fit for you guys. And it's not, that's why I care. And I don't care. Mm-hmm. Now the desecify work and figure it out ability. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm in my first job, mm-hmm. I think the figure it out ability is you got to find the good. Mm-hmm. It's so easy 
to look for, well, this sucks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, find the obstacles, you know, so what's in the way is the way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And f- find those moments, you're going to find good if you just stick to it. And this doesn't mean you got to stay there for six years, right? But like, I think you have to have that figure it out ability early because early you don't get to call the shots. You're just trying to get a job. Mm-hmm. You don't know who you're working with. You don't know like who you can trust. You don't know who's good. Mm-hmm. You don't know the rules of the game. So early on, you have to really keep your eyes and ears open and that you got to really figure it out. Yeah. I think when you figure it out, that is how you desuckify work. And on the flip, if I'm a CEO or a C-suite or I'm a leader at a company, the amount of times I've heard TJ where someone will just throw up their hands and be like, this next generation is so entitled. Mm-hmm. That's not on them. That's on you. Like, why would you even wait? I'm not saying, by the way, <laughs> that maybe they aren't a little bit, but like, it's not really relevant. Right. Like your job is to inspire them. Mm-hmm. Your job is to create the space. Your job is to challenge them. It's figure it out ability the other way. Like, okay, mm-hmm. how do I get the most out of them? When I was 24, what did I want? Mm-hmm. Did you forget that feeling? Yeah. And start to, to bridge that gap. And so that's why I like what you're doing with this podcast. I think a lot of people right now feel like, oh, this is not bueno. No. And if we can bring those sides closer together, everybody will win. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me, I, was, I, I sometimes use the term the suck meter for this whole thing. And I think like, maybe I'm going to add that to my website, kind of like, where do we think the, the the suck meter is in terms of work right now? Cause it's pretty in the red. Like I think, you know, what's funny is I, I saw some new study from Gallup and it, it actually said engagement is up a bit. And that's like the good news. The percentage where engagement is that it's up is like 22% of employees around the world feel engaged. And I'm like, we, we can do better than that, can't we? I mean, like, um, and, I, and I, I, think, I think that is on those of us who, who aspire to lead others to go, let's figure that out, right? I mean, yeah, it's really easy to look at some young kid and go, oh man, I wasn't that way when I was a kid. I think, first of all, you probably were. Like, we all had right. our versions of this. Like, we all had our expectations and entitlements that we showed up into the world and then the world sort of says well we're not i'm not like that figure me out and then i think like you said those who got curious and said i'm going to figure it out you adapt and then if you're lucky enough to have that leader who's up top kind i'm figuring it out too and together we're gonna we're gonna get somewhere that's the best case scenario and i think if 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 we can create more of those moments in the world where you've got Younger people inspired to go, yeah, I, I feel just enough hope and optimism about the world that I want to figure it out. And you've got senior people going, I feel just em- em- enough hope and optimism about this next generation, what they can add to what I've started to build. That's where the magic happens, I, I think. Yeah, I, 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 and I'll, I'll add a little layer on that. And I, I don't know when you are planning on turning podcasts and putting them out in the ether, so... Okay. Next week I'm Soon-ish. I'm in Wisconsin yeah. and I'm I'm talking to a heavily regulated space, 300 mm-hmm. in the audience. Mm-hmm. And to me the problem is when you ask somebody what is your job? 
Mm-hmm. What is your role? What I think I'm going to hear next week is well, I'm an engineer. Mm-hmm. I'm a project manager. Mm-hmm. I'm an accountant. I'm in, I'm in finance, yes. right? What, uh, whatever they are. And I'm like, well, really you're, what happened to, I am a leader, mm-hmm. right? I am the leader and there's no chief leader officer. We just assume is that the chief executive officer. Right. And I think a lot of this comes down to people, not people realizing you're not just what your title is. Mm-hmm. If you want, if you want more, then maybe it's you that has to lead the way. And mm-hmm. it's one of my, one of my messages is like, you're it. It has to be you. It has to be you. Mm-hmm. Don't expect someone else to, to pave that, that way. And and by the way, from my experience, you tell me if this is yours, sometimes leaders are not bosses and bosses are not leaders. Mm-hmm. And so that means if you want to be a leader, take it yeah, and lead courageously and, 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 and try to create, have that figure out ability and lead yourself. If that, if you, if you have a team of none and you're it, mm-hmm. start by leading yourself, be, be proactive, go find that next assignment. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course the higher up you get, it's easier to be like, all right, what conversations are you having? Are you creating the, the guardrails for your team? Now, mm-hmm. how clear are you really with your team on the expectations? Mm. You know, are, are you vulnerable? Can you, you know, like all of this plays, mm. I think it all comes down to the solution on how you can desuckify work. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, right? The idea of, of leading yourself is one that I don't think a lot of people think about, right. You know, um, but it's, I think it's the thing that, that ultimately leads to that figure it out ability. It's that idea that, that I can, I can use the skills of leadership upon myself and, and find ways to motivate myself the same way as, as I would when I'm a quote unquote leader in the working world. And now I have people that I'm responsible for motivating. I can do that to myself. And in fact, it's a pretty wonderful way to experiment with your ability to lead by going, I'm going to lead myself because the only person I'm going to piss off if I get it wrong is myself and I can self-correct, you know? So it's, it's, it's what ultimately I think paves the way for people who are then able to go, okay, figured it out for myself and I maybe figured it out for my, my partner at work because I said, you come along for the ride with me. And then suddenly we're, we're getting a slight promotion and it's like, let me just keep trying this thing. And then you start to build on that momentum. So I think helping people to see that they can start that process of leading day one, when you, when you show up somewhere, um, I think that changes the mindset in a really important way. And usually there's a fear that gets in the way. And so when, when, when that Mm -hmm. fear grows, then your world is as big as that largest fear. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, again, I go back to one of my first interviews was with a woman named Loretta Hidalgo. She was a founding astronaut at Virgin Galactic Mm. and she, she's like, no fear, you know, she's talking about an astronaut that's going (laughs) to, yeah rockered herself into space as guys like you and I are writing <laughs> pithy one-liners on Twitter, right? Exactly. So the, the scale, not the same, but we no. still have fear. And yeah. she'd be like, look, fear is, it's evolutionary. It, mm-hmm. It's just a bit of information, right? It's, mm-hmm. she'll say, thank you, fear. Like, I thank you, fear, fear for helping me feel. Mm-hmm. I, I hear you, I feel you, and, and I object. Mm-hmm. And, Right. It's like this cool thing of how do you t- 
same fear and that's not that it's not real and mm-hmm. i make a, a, a comment in the book about while we all have this same standard operating system called your central nervous system mm-hmm. it's right there mm-hmm. right there in the middle is nervous and, yeah. and the system is designed to keep you safe it's it's supposed to be like hey you know don't, don't touch that hot stove or mm-hmm. maybe don't speak up in this meeting even though i think i have the idea or Mm-hmm. Whenever you've been on an airplane, you see somebody wiping down the whole plane with a <laughs> with a wet nap. My wife's yeah. gonna kill me for that one. <laughs> but it's that's just that's just fear winning. It's sure. fear winning. Mm-hmm. So how do you acknowledge that fear and say, you know what? I hear you. I see you, and I'm gonna do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, a good question, and it's one that I imagine you know the work you're doing is helping in a lot of ways there, and I and I think. I, I hope to contribute to some of that as well with what I'm trying to do. I, I, I see I see fear as a lot of what sort of sparked all the the unrest in the sort of slightly post-COVID world, right? We and there's all these different ways you can react to fear, right? There was there was the uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm afraid of everything right now, and I'm going to completely disengage. Right. I mean, that became a lot of what we've seen over the last few years is uh, quiet quitting was was not simply somebody going, screw you. I don't want to do your work. It was like I'm feeling about fear about my place in the world, how the world works, how that connects to what I'm doing here in your particular organization. And I don't know how to figure it out. So I'm just going to kind of phone it in and and do what I can do. And, and I think other people react the opposite way and maybe they work harder or maybe they they become a complete obnoxious person in the office because now they're afraid and they're lashing out right and so with the work you do and i know your work touches everything from like you said it touches brands and it helps brands step forward courageously it helps leaders step forward courageously to to take on whatever task is in front of them or, or whatever task they don't even recognize yet but for the simple you know the individual who who finds themselves at some stage in their career and they have some of this fear it's i don't think i can i can just step out on that ledge a little bit more i don't necessarily think i have that figure out ability inside of me How, what would your advice be to that person to find a way to, to to access the courage that they need well it's a a really good question and i think it starts kind of where you started like mm-hmm. what about if they were your client mm-hmm. right now they're your client mm-hmm. you know what would you tell them after listening to them they're going to pay you and you're going to mm-hmm. give them counsel and advice mm-hmm. right suddenly oh wait i can't have the hard conversation with myself right right and so i mean really like even next week you know, I'm a sports guy, so what a surprise! I'm I'll use a sports metaphor, but yeah. I'm a, I am, a keynote like next week. I'm basically a first inning message, mm-hmm. right? I am I am a permission slip, mm-hmm. so you can have a hard conversation about change. Mm-hmm. And what's happened for a lot of people is they've allowed fear to win, and so when fear wins. Right. It's funny. I had, I had someone else in the ad business who came on my podcast and it was like, 
Fear is very good at what it does. <laughs> it's like you would hire, it is. you would hire fear. Absolutely. You would hire fear. Yeah. It's exceptional, exceptional at what it does. At its yeah. job. Mm-hmm. And so I think you have to short circuit that fear. And, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a FOMO person, fear of missing out. I am a FOMP person, fear of missing fear. Like mm-hmm. what is the biggest fear that I need to like tame and understand mm-hmm. and I'm not suppressing it. So for me, I know, I already know what it is. It's, you know, this, this, this week happens to be courage week. We launched it for the first time mm-hmm. and it's all digital. It's an all digital event. We're putting out content all week and we're just trying to help people get the tools and the framework and the words and the confidence to go do their jam and be themselves like, mm-hmm. go, go for it. Yeah. But I, I know that what I really want courage week to be is I've met so many cool people like you, TJ, that are going for it. And it's like, we all need to know each other. Like there's a bigger support network of people that it could be messy. You might not have all the answers, but you, mm-hmm. you want to go for it. And maybe you're like, you're the thinker and the knowledge, faith and action. And someone else mm-hmm. is the feeler and someone mm-hmm. else is the doer. So for me, my big fear right now is like, what's it going to take? for me to make courage week a real event mm. where I can bring all these people together and they can collide. Yeah, they can learn, but they can collide mm-hmm. and like make magic together. Yeah. Oh, a long winded way of saying like, I still have fear, mm-hmm. but I also believe in state it and create it. Mm-hmm. And the minute you state it and you put it in the ether, like, oh shit, now I got to do courage week. We just talked about it. Like I have to make this event. I said, I told TJ on his show yeah. that we're, we're going to make it real. And so mm-hmm. I think that's the second part. One, have the hard conversation with yourself mm-hmm. Two, you know, one B is acknowledge that there's a fear and fear is not trying to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And then state it and create it. How are you going to shrink that fear down? Mm-hmm. How are you going to go through that fear? And I promise you, that 95% of people won't go for it, mm-hmm. which is why if you do, oh my gosh, massive competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. And usually we're happier, not the moment leading up to it, but the second it's done, mm-hmm. you do feel happier for being courageous. There's so many benefits yes. by just going for it. And, and how do you feel? I mean, I'm curious for you. Absolutely. I mean, it's funny that you talked about this data and create it because I literally did that for this podcast. It was like a month ago maybe a little longer, I put a post out on LinkedIn and I said, I've been talking to myself and maybe not having the hard conversation with myself about doing a podcast for like two years. I'm like, I would love to do a podcast. And I finally just said, I'm tired of having that dumb conversation with myself. I need, I need to create something different. And I just said, I'm launching a podcast and I want all of you who see this comment, whatever, to hold me accountable. And I got a bunch of people who said, I'm right there. I'm there for you. And And it was like, that already was almost like I had done it. It was like, okay, like I was three quarters of the way there just by doing that. And now it was like you said, well, now I have to do it. So if there was ever like, you know, sometimes you wake up in the morning and you go, what the hell did, why did I commit to, that's stupid. It's like, oh, well, I've told 500 people about it. So now I have to do it. So there's that motivator. And then I did it. I was like, okay, now I, I had all these people. I'm like, all right, you're going to be my first guest. What do you think of that? And she was like, great, I want to do it. And then I was like, okay, what, what day? And, and, it, and then when I did it, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I actually like doing this. I don't just, like, it's not just a thing that's abstract. It's now suddenly like, oh, I like doing this and now I want to do more of it. And now I'm excited to create more of it. And I, I love 
all of that process you talked about, right? It's the, it's that initial, like having the hard conversation with yourself, which it's funny because as, as someone who's now doing coaching for people, that's part of the work I do is, is to, to sort of encourage that. And yet sometimes I recognize in myself, I'm like, you know, physician heal thyself. It's like, I'm not holding myself to that same standard. So like, I need to do that more often. Um, and then when you get to that place, you know, you recognize the fear, you maybe listen a little bit. What's that fear telling me? You know, I kind of loved that line from the astronaut where she just said, I, I hear you, I understand you and I object. And like, it's just such yeah. a wonderful way of like, like just popping the balloon of that fear to just go like, you know, you're not going to control me. And then you do go, okay, now state it, create it. And I think the other piece you mentioned there that was like really neat about this, this courage week is, um, community, right? I mean, it's, Correct. it kind of connects with the state it and create it idea, but it's, it's the support. It's the collision. It's the, I don't necessarily have to be all of it. Like you said, maybe I'm the knowledge guy, maybe I'm the faith woman, maybe I'm the whatever. And when you, when you have community to, to, to connect and collide with, the possibilities of others filling in those gaps for you and becoming something greater. I don't know. I'm, I, I see a lot of potential in what you're doing there to the point where I, I will be shocked if it doesn't become more than what you think it can be. Wow. Well, I love hearing that. And, and um, it's good for, for me to hear that. Mm -hmm. But the, where I also went was when you have the right lead story that mm -hmm. people opt in on mm -hmm. suddenly the figure it out ability is shared mm. by others yeah. so you know I, I not surprising i talk a lot about patagonia mm -hmm. and if you think about like going to get a new job mm -hmm. i mean it's basically dating it might as well be like you're on match.com for work right mm -hmm. and, and they put up their profile and their profile exists of like an ad and like maybe there was a Facebook post and, or maybe a headhunter told you about it. Right. It's like, but mm -hmm. that's like, that's their profile. Yep. And you, you, it's kind of like, I hope this is where, I hope this was going to work. I, I want to, they, they look pretty to me and mm -hmm. I let's see what happens. And you go on a date and it's mm -hmm. like, oh, I think that was a we had good, we had coffee date. It was mm -hmm. great. Yeah this shit doesn't happen. I don't think at Patagonia, like Patagonia is like, do you want to save the world? You want to save our planet? <laughs> no, you want to, uh, that's fine. Find yes. somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what I mean by the way to desuccify work mm -hmm. starts with like, have you clearly stated what you will not like give up on, like mm. what you're absolutely obsessed on. Mm. I think there's like a Joe Montana quote where he said, are you willing to die for it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now that's heavy. All right. I get mm -hmm. it, Joe. Yeah. But like, as you think about your mission now, mm -hmm. your mission, my mission to like the world needs more courage and I want to be part of that. And we talk about fight fear, right? Create, mm -hmm. create change and take action. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think we, that's what I'm, committed to doing mm -hmm. and my hope is along the way that community becomes a figure out ability for all of us mm -hmm. to do so. yeah i i'm 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 bought in for sure i i think like i'm actually uh, i signed up for your friday 
conversation. So I'm going to, I'm going to be there for that. And I think there's something about the shared energy of people who are at least trying to step into that 5% like you talk about, like there's 5% of people who are generally, you know, able to kind of step into that slight place of fear and have some of that courage. And, and I think, um, the more we can encourage people to see that that's open to you, like, you know, it's there for you. Um, and you have, you know, coming back to it's on you, like you have the ability to do that. And, and there are people who are ready to support you in that you're not alone, but you do have to take that initial step and initial ownership. Um, as, as we talk about that and, and this idea of desuckifying work and, and how I can, you know, I'm trying to help move people into that space with all the work you're doing on courage, do you feel optimistic about the world of work and where it can go in, in, in the future. There's a lot happening here. I mean, where's, where's your head at in that space? Oh, I mean, I think it's important to acknowledge that my, my number one personal core value is optimism. Mm -hmm. So, so this will be through the lens of that. Of course, Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, of course, you know, and it's, it is a little bit on, on me right too to be like i want to be part of your solution mm-hmm. right I, I i keep coming back to like every time i do my own so i have a manifesto and i've got like mm-hmm. my own purpose statement and I'll, yep. I'll, I'll, i i have it right here so it's not memorized but i look at it every day and yeah here are the here are the first four lines of it so mm-hmm. i i aspire to be a trusted confidant mm-hmm. a fear fighter and courage sherpa to the willing Mm-hmm. A practice, a practitioner who helps other, who helps others get unstuck, a good listener, a problem slayer, and a friend. Mm. And I'll give you the one more line. When necessary, I'll utilize tough love, which is still love. Mm. And the the reason I bring it up is I I keep coming back to that word friend. And like, mm-hmm. when did friend become a four letter F word yeah. in work? Mm-hmm. I think this is part of the problem. Someone told us along the way that like maybe because we think we're fighting to work our way up a ladder or mm-hmm. something yeah, that we shouldn't be friends. And, and I, it never landed with me and, mm-hmm. and I, and I never played by this like sharp elbows bullshit. And maybe I lost out along the way on like promotions, but like, right. I always want to be the best friend I can be. And I think, the higher up in an organization you go, I'm not saying this doesn't happen everywhere, but I know many leaders, they, they, the, their feeling of loneliness is real. Mm-hmm. And so if I could be that friend who they can rely on or share with, or, mm. and again, because we come from story and brand and we've done this for 25 years with some of the largest brands on the planet, mm-hmm. that's, that's the joy is, wow. The, I used to be, I used to get paid to tell advertisements about, you know, some brand of the world. Now it's helping leaders get those exact right combination of words that they truly believe in. It's just been stuck. It's just been stuck in them. Mm. And then it, it gives them the tools and the confidence they need to, to lead others, right. To be courageous and, and to lead courageously. Mm. It's interesting. The, the, the idea of friendship in work, I think there's, there's perhaps a misunderstanding of what a true friend is there, right? Because people will say, I can't be friends with you because I need to be able to be honest. I might even need to fire you, you know? And it's like, 
you, you should be able to do that with a friend, meaning you should be able to have the honest, hard conversations with a friend and tell them when they're, they're absolutely not living up to what you need from them right now and vice versa, obviously be comfortable telling them when they're completely going above and beyond. Um, that's true friendship. And I think you can bring that same spirit into the workplace. So I think, I think we think friendship means I've got to just always be nice. And it's not nice. It's just honest, kind, like you said, do things with grace, but, but there's still room for truth. In there. Yeah. Show up. Right. That, mm -hmm. This is why I like the, mm -hmm. Tough love is still love. Like tough, yeah. you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But tough love is like, hey, yeah. I'm telling you this because I mm -hmm. care about you. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, yeah. TJ, I think this concept of, you know, tea suckifying work. Well, I think it's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, I think you, no, you know I that. But it. if I didn't, right. if I didn't, you would also know because yeah. I, I'll always honor the label of friend. And even if I knew you for, 20 minutes i'll give you the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. that we're going to be friends and yeah that's the trust that's the trust part is like mm. find the good in the situation and so so obviously that goes back to your question of yeah why do i think it's not as bad as it seems is because i, I i'm willing to be part of the solution mm -hmm. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be a victim i'm not gonna be a poor me mm -hmm. i understand that you probably have real barriers Mm -hmm. that are in the way of you being successful listener. Yep. That's where the figure it out ability comes in, right? Like mm -hmm. how can I find the good yeah. in this situation? And mm -hmm. you're going to learn something about yourself that will even look at like, have I not had, by the way, bad bosses along the way, you're going to remember your best boss mm -hmm. and your least, your, you know, the worst boss you ever had. And, and, you, and you take those learnings with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I have a, a couple of questions I'm trying to sort of wrap up these podcasts with, and I, I may have given you a little heads up on this, but the first one's pretty straightforward and we've kind of gotten there, but I'm just curious if there's a, any little bow you want to put on it, but what would like a fully desuckified work world look like? If you can just wave a magic wand and, and step into that tomorrow, what, what are some of the key things that would need to be present? I think there are as a creative, I'll be the first to admit like a consistent process mm -hmm. where there's expectations on both sides, mm -hmm. right? That uh, I can create space for the conversations that need to ha happen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you might have like a, you put a, a an oh shit, 20 minute or every Tuesday, mm -hmm. oh shit, the oh shit 2 PM -er. mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's on the calendar and it's a safe space. For an oh shit moment, and my oh shit, I I blew this one, or oh mm -hmm. shit, I don't understand this, and I don't I have grace, mm -hmm. or oh shit, I I clearly missed something on the brief. Yep, and so I I can I can rely on that piece of process mm -hmm. that gives me the freedom to admit when I mm -hmm. I didn't get it, I actually didn't get it. I mean, like, yeah. so I think consistent process as the leader, I'd be, I'd create those consistent processes and. And then I think it's always consistent process. I think, what are your guard guiding principles? Do you have guiding principles of the organization? Mm -hmm. you know, what's your gold medal principle, mm -hmm. your silver medal principle? We had a gold medal guiding principle of talented we's, top talented me's. Mm. And, and then every month we would reward when we saw a talented we moment. Mm. It was the talented me, it wasn't okay by itself. Right. It, the choir qualifier should have been 
like you're talented you're here that's why you're here but now it's like let's see this in the collaboration co-creation we space maybe there was mm. hey let's take in what the client said or and like let's let's build on that versus just squashing it that's mm -hmm. a talented we moment nice i like that again back to back to consistent process though like mm -hmm. that's the expectation for the organization so i think i think the way to desuccify it it's probably one you're still providing clarity guardrails mm -hmm. so people know what's expected of them they know what's important important to you so they can create that behavior mm -hmm. and then deliver on that behavior yeah God, it's it's funny when you talked about process and i think there's this instinct that creatives hate process and i'm like i think if we started a club called creatives for for good process it would be most creatives like i think most creatives need and crave the structure and the sense of consistency that you know what's expected of you and you know how you can deliver and like you said there's some mechanism for like oh i i think i screwed that up i need your help here right like like i think i mean that's probably true for everybody but i think in the world of creativity people think oh you're just free forming it and you're doing all this stuff and it's like no I, I need i need to know my expectations i need to understand where i'm accountable what i'm responsible for and what other what i can expect from other people so I, that's spot on I mean, to me like like most things there's two sides usually there's mm -hmm. there's so many uh, there's so many unknowns mm -hmm. in store in story mm -hmm. right that you you you'd like some knowns right you may mm -hmm. not know how your brain works but you know the process it takes mm -hmm. and you give it permission to go journey when it's time exactly and i think courage is the same way like you if courage was a currency you wouldn't spend it on everything. You got to pick your spots, <laughs> right? You got to pick yeah. your spots on when you're going to throw down your, your risks and it, it doesn't need to be on every single play. Mm -hmm. Speaking of courage, uh, my, my last question, uh, you know, one of the things I've gotten into as I've gotten into this world of audio with podcasts is sound effects. Um, and I, 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 I have some sort of silly cat sound effects in the upfront of mine and, uh, uh, the, the last guest we had on, we, you know, I asked her, like, I'm trying to create a bank of like desuccified sound effects. And as every guest gives me some sound, some yell, sing, whatever, something you do with your kids, maybe to keep them like, you know, laughing when they're upset. You got anything for me <laughs> I can put into the well, sound I, effect bank? <laughs> all right. So I, I mean, two came to mind. Okay. I mean, the first one was sparked by the actual question, which was what a surprise that I'm when you got a courageous moment or when you got to have a roar, right? You got to have the lion roar, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, it's a little obvious, but like, roar, like, like, let's get the roar in here. Okay. Just a total courageous moment. Mm -hmm. And then look, sometimes not everything's a winner. So my kids, there's sometimes where it's like, burr, burr, you know, it's like, this didn't land. It just didn't <laughs> land. It's okay. Let's in some ways, maybe the lesson is like celebrate the blunder. Uh -huh. I, I, I have my t-shirt. I should have wore it today. I, I'm not a fake it till you make it guy, but mm. I am a mistake it till you make it. Mm. So like, you know, we make mistakes. Yeah. Like, what are you going to, what do you, don't crush yourself over it. What did you learn from the mistake? Yeah. Try not to make the mistake again mm -hmm. and, and move forward. Figure love, it out ability. I love that distinction, right? It's like, cause people talk about fake it till you make it. And there's some part of it where you're like, okay, I sort of get like, just figure it out is in there, but mistake it till you make it is so much more pointed because it means I'm, I'm not, I'm not putting on some kind of a front. It's like, I'm trying, 
but I have this much yep. understanding right now. So I'm going to try with this much understanding. Oh, get smacked in the head. Now I have this much understanding. Oh, get smacked in the head. And it grows. And it keeps happening. And so I, I love that. Mistake it till you make it. And I love both of those sound effects. I can, I can picture, uh, I don't know if this happens in your house, but I'm picturing like you tell a joke, it doesn't land and your, your kids or something go, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my daughter will go, dad. Of course. Well, Ryan, um, I really appreciate you coming on here. As I've I mentioned already, I really love what you're doing in, in the courage space. And I think it has a, a nice dovetail with what I'm trying to do. Cause I think it will take courage to desuckify work and, and anything we can do to get people to, to feel like they can have that courage and step into stuff and, and bring their own version of figure it out ability, I think is going to make all of this better. And it's why you're optimistic. And it's why I, I share that kind of optimism. I think it's, it's a, it's an optimism that is grounded in I'm part of this, right? Yes. I need to do my part, do your part. We, we, we collide with others who are doing their part and it's going to happen. There's a level of peace when you figure out like, okay, this is, it's not solved. Yep. Let's go attack it and mm -hmm. start chopping wood mm -hmm. and you're doing it. Yeah. And thanks for so, so much for having me on the show. And mm -hmm. you know, you've got an ally and, and I'll support you on your, your, your fight, your mission. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, and I agree with it. Yeah. Let's, let's do it together. Awesome. I appreciate that, Ryan. Well, have a good one and, uh, you know, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, CJ. Thanks, everyone, for listening to episode two of the Desuckify Work podcast. And thanks to Ryan for being an inspiring and courageous guest. If you'd like to keep up with all the great work Ryan is doing, you can find him at ryanberman.com, courageous.com, and couragebrands.com. His book, Return on Courage, A Business Playbook for Change, can be found at returnoncourage.com, as well as Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. And the Courageous Podcast, now in its third season, can be found on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also follow Ryan on LinkedIn, where he shares a ton of great desuckified content. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Bye-bye.